Hi, Goom. <laughs> <laughs> that was natural sounding, Luke. That was natural sounding. I'm not sure what happened. Hi, blah. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Gomer, did you see that there was an article about me and not you? Oh, yes, I did. I did. Yeah, I did. Yep, yep. So It was good. Uh, it was a good article. It was a good article. I mean, a little self-congratulatory, but it was a good article. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, a good a picture of, of me as, as I, well. I did, you know good. what? I didn't even recognize that was you. It was nice. <laughs> I was like, who is that good-looking man? That Oh, oh it's Luke. Hmm. What, okay. what is well, the... <laughs> yeah. I guess it's all right. What was the, uh, <laughs> what was the newspaper that it was in? So it's for a magazine now. Ooh. Get your... Uh, the Catholic Telegraph, they've changed it from one of the oldest Catholic newspapers in the country, is now a magazine. Um, the best part about the Catholic Telegraph is when you read all of the old uh, stuff in there for, about how... And, it's going to sound like I don't like Protestants, which isn't true, but how much they bash Protestants, especially during um, when there was slavery, because they're just like these slavers or like and all the Catholics <laughs> were abolitionists. So it's just it's super like very, very anti-Protestant and very anti-slavery. Like it's so funny <laughs> the way they put things. It's just like, wow, it's like it, it, you just like you see where we get this heritage of people just like destroying whoever they don't like in terms of their politics or the way they uh, live their life. Like this is nothing new. <laughs> so, can you find your um, article? What was your article called? Yeah. So, uh, so it's in the Catholic Telegraph. I think it's just called "Catching Fire." I don't actually remember what the name of it is. Sig <laughs> uh, Gomer, when you do so many of these things after a while, you forget. Nothing like a podcast where the two hosts just Google themselves. Oh, oh no, it, this is nice. Oh, this uh, is Catching great. Foxes podcast lives in the tension between faith and culture. I thought a lot about that because I really, really wanted to represent what we were doing well. We live in the tension, and Luke. We do. We live in the tension. Gomer, have you noticed I'm getting a little bit more gray in the beard and in the hair? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> You, I know you can like this is the beginning of my like, Clooney years, which I'm very excited about. But <laughs> my yeah, Clooney years. <laughs> it's just uh... unlike your 20s, which you, when you were a pimp, you were a pimp in your 20s. <laughs> now in your Clooney years, you're going to be super pimp. <laughs> Everyone, you can find but... Luke's handsome Clooney pimp face. <laughs> Uh, and this article over at our show notes. Head on over to catchingfoxes.fm, click the latest show, and you'll have access. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So labels don't stick well to the Catching Foxes podcast. How about cuck? That it's sticks well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, keep it. That's that's what the guy called us because we didn't agree with Taylor Marshall. Well, so underneath your thing, it says categorize under Apple Podcasts, religion and spirituality section. That spirituality, excuse me. Uh, the show is broader than that. The hosts discuss sacred art and beauty one week, the perils of hookup culture another, while the Marvel Cinematic Universe fills much of a third. That is so funny. <laughs> but the good news yeah. is, the good news is, Apple Podcasts uh, in Ireland, religion and spirituality, we are ranked number 116. And <laughs> Apple Podcasts. I was like, wait, number one in Ireland? Number 116. <laughs> uh, Apple Podcasts Ireland for the category of Christianity, we are mm -hmm. ranked number 38. We're 38. 
We're 38. Unfortunately, we are out of the Dominican Republic. Goodbye, <laughs> Dominican Republic. Hey, no, we were doing so well. We were doing we were so well. It was like numbers. three weeks. Yeah. And it was just the last episode. Let me tell you, last episode did really well, my friend. Telling everyone that I'm quitting the show, a lot of people were excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> it even got us back onto the charts in the U.S. and Canada. <laughs> Quit more often. <laughs> Complain more uh, often about being overworked. <laughs> it's um, it's so funny. You know, like I just had this thought of like either we have a hard time labeling ourselves, or we just can't produce coherent thoughts about what, who we are, or have a complete inability to be concise. Yeah. And it is beautiful. It is on Spotify, though. We are under TV and film. So. (laughs) Under TV and film? Yeah. I don't know why. Eh, I have a feeling. I just heard my wife like, am I being too loud? Am I going to get hit? Aaron Aaron doesn't hit me at all. I shouldn't (laughs) make jokes about that. (laughs) No, but it's funny that that was like your (laughs) go-to. I know. Uh, Aaron's like the nicest uh, person ever, and I'm just like, ah, bleh, I'm a huge bitch. My name's Luke. Blah blah blah. Oh, I thought you were, at first. I thought you were saying that she was that, and I was like, wow, no, wow. Oh, oh gosh, hoping to come across that. No, I was just trying to imply that I'm very, very moody, and my wife is just very normal. I don't think you needed to tell anyone that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I think it's pretty oh, obvious. Cool. Everyone, Gomer, um, something crazy happened. Yeah. Do you know what happened? Uh, no. What happened? Do you know what happened? So, you might, do you remember, oh, let's say, uh, January of 2016, we were about almost a solid year into the show, and uh, you old Lukester watched a game that really tore his heart up, and he was like, what am I doing? And we had a whole thing about, is it even right to be of this upset over a playoff loss? Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Luke. Kind of yes. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. Yeah. It's been a thing. Something horrible uh-huh. happens in sports. And I go, who are you, God? Who am I? <laughs> um, so, you know, it was about the Bengals. They lost to the Steelers. I got real upset. There's a lot of baggage with that. Blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, like 10 years of heartache and I'm working out in Pittsburgh for a bit and having to be around all the Steelers fans, seeing your team and hearing, you know, all that stuff. So. Which isn't really that important. The Bengals then won a playoff game. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I got uh, choked up when they won a playoff game. We talked about it on here. I put it as about, like, a seven in terms of, like, emotions. One being, I'm not anything all ten being just, like, insanely out of control, just pure emotion. Right. Um, And then they won again. And I was just like, huh, what? What? Do do I let myself love? Do I let myself love? (laughs) I was like, what is this? It was just, and then. Gomer, then something crazy happened. Go on. Um, they won again, hmm. and they're going to be in the Super Bowl. And I don't believe it when I say it. Yeah, yeah. I lit. I literally. I thought. I thought I was going to like. I mean, to be honest, I thought I was going to cry when when they won. But I think there was, I think two things happened. One, I think there was just enough time between it seeking in that, hey, it's pretty much almost a guaranteed thing that they're going to win. And such shock that when they won, I actually laughed. Like the weird kid at a Franciscan conference that's having a spiritual moment and starts to laugh very loud. It was that kind of a laugh. <laughs> that's all awesome. it was like the kind of <laughs> laugh <where it's> like, <laughs> that yeah. kind of is scary and you think like maybe maybe this guy's possessed yeah yeah and you're like are you doing this because you want the attention or something's really happening or maybe a bit of both 
And I think I just had such emotion. I was just like, what just happened? Like, I just started laughing. I, honest to God, started laughing. And, yeah, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl, and I'm in shock. I'm so excited. So I am, too. The, I am, too. The, the Gormley family saga, obviously much less dramatic. But in the Gormley side, we have my son, Noah. And my son, Noah, in the last, I would say, three months, has surpassed me in total knowledge of current football. We're talking, my son knows probably every NFL team now. My son knows the quarterbacks of almost all of them, the names of, like, head coaches. My son has absorbed the game of football. How old is he again? He is eight. Wow. Yeah, we don't have ESPN. I mean, we do, but we don't really. We have YouTube TV, but we never turn it on. What he does is on YouTube TV, you can watch key plays. I've told this before. You watch key plays, and it'll take, like, the 21 most important plays of the game. So every, you know, last minute, you know, uh, first down, you know, every touchdown, every interception, every field goal, it'll just Which show. turns out is three-fourths of an NFL game. It's just spread out over such a long period of time. Right, 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 right. So he watches it in two minutes. And he'll sit there, and when he sees some awesome play, he'll rewatch it a couple times, and he'll gather family members around. Check out what so look, check out what Aaron Rodgers did. And I'm like, he knows who Aaron Rodgers is. So you know, he he's got his own little teams. He plays a little NFL football game on the iPad that uses real teams, real names, you know. And so he's learning it that way too. One day, the Bengals won, and the Kansas City Chiefs had won, and he just starts crying and crying and i'm like buddy what is wrong and he goes well we have gormley we have family members who live in kansas and are chiefs fans and we have family members who live in ohio and are cincinnati fans plus <laughs> flat lukey i don't know who to root for and he just starts crying again and i was like oh, oh buddy oh, oh buddy kid. we root the against the Bengals. we root against the chiefs yeah, yeah. And he's like, what? And I was like, just, it's easier that way. It's called Skyline Chili. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're rooting against the Chiefs. Plus, have you seen Patrick Mahomes? He's got like a brother who's on the TikToks, and it's insanely annoying anytime that I see anything of it. I love Patrick Mahomes. Such a nice man. Luke, uh, <laughs> before you were just about to say something. Anywho. What are you? What are your plans? What are you playing? What are you doing for the Super Bowl? We don't. I actually don't know yet. We haven't made plans. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it's been. Uh, we've had a lot of other stuff going on. Just, I mean, it's not not bad. Just like just a, a lot of stuff. So um, we're uh, going to. I'm like, I, like when I think about, it, I'm, I'm in shock. Odds are, we'll hang out with Christina and her boyfriend and uh, our nephew, and um, just just be able to watch it with family would be great. But uh, we've got we've gotten invited to one party, so we'll see. We'll see. I'm really just kind of in shock. Is it? Never uh, stop to think about it. Is it? Is is the party kid friendly? Uh, I would probably say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 nice. yeah, yeah. There'll be kids there. Do you yeah. like a more chill party so that you can watch the game, or are you more? Here's the thing. I don't know. I don't. I think you know. It's. I've thought about this a thousand right. times, and now it's happening. And I'm like, okay, so what do I? And I, I used to think that I wouldn't want to watch the Bengals in the Super Bowl because I'd be so tense. And here's the only thing I would say that's maybe a little bit bittersweet about this. And I don't even mean bittersweet, not even a bad way. But I just, I barely watched any of their games this this year. So in years past, I watched every single game, every single down. Yeah. 
you know, or like very close to it or everything that I could watch or, or something like that or felt like, oh, we're watching. So there was a little bit of not, not a detachment from the franchise, but from this team per se. So I don't have a lot of emotional baggage as it relates. Not, it's it's, it's going to sound very odd. I don't have there are not things that I'm worried about happening that I've seen over and over again play out if that makes sense. Mm. So there are things that I'm worried about in terms of the teams and and with what they're good at and with what they're not good at. But I knew, like, I could have told you so much about the team in 2000, and, and I'm a 15. And there's just so much personal attachment to the players as well as the team. I don't have quite that attachment to this team. So I don't think I am – I bring all that up to say I don't think I'm going to be as tense as I would be if this was 2015. Yeah. There's a little bit of there's just a little bit of a more probably healthier detachment, I would say, but it doesn't even come close to like like not caring. I'm like, yeah, you know, like it's it's incredible, and I'm so glad that that uh, this is happening. Or it could just be that it like I'm I'm still just in shock. I don't know. Uh, so in the past, I've thought I would rather just watch it on my own because I don't want to like be bothered. I want to watch this. I don't want to deal with you know. Now I feel a little bit I would rather just watch it with a small group of people. That's cool. What I what I couldn't do what I've always unknown is I couldn't just go to a Super Bowl party where a bunch of people who didn't who didn't either care about the outcome or like wanted the Bengals to lose. I don't want to be around any Rams fans. Not even one like, to like heckle no. when they win. No. No 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 no. Cuz I mean I I like the Rams. I I like the I just I'm not opposed to them. I mean, they, actually, one of their linemen is was on the Bengals for a bit. I believe he's, he's still playing. He was one of our best offensive linemen ever. And then there's actually a, a rookie on the Lambs that went to my on the Rams. On the, on the Rams. <laughs> yeah. They were in the so house called cool. the Lambs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, turns out it's that one girl. Uh, what's her name? Uh, I don't know. Uh, there's uh, a guy on the Rams who played for my high school football team. Really? So, yeah, he graduated in... 2016 he's a rookie and so there's kind of like a oh that's like if if i if the Bengals weren't in it i would cheer for that team just just because of that yeah i think that's pretty cool so someone technically played on a team that i played on is playing in the super bowl that's i mean that's awesome we have a guy that uh joey was on the football team with um joey muck here in uh, the woodlands high school and he and i'm you would know him if I said his name. I can't think of his name now. But um, every time they play, they're, like, obsessed with tracking him and his health. And I think I remember one game he got hurt, and they were like, oh, no. But anywho. Uh, Not Lenny. Yeah, it's it's cool. Now, would you ever, yeah. would, would going to a Super Bowl for the Bengals, like, would you, how much would you pay for a ticket to do that? Because it's the Bengals. It's hard to be. Is it hard to be all yeah. in because they've broken I, your heart so many years? No, 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 no. This is just so much fun. This is so Good. much fun. I would probably pay up to ten thousand mm. dollars. Not, not sorry. Let me back to for an entire experience. Yeah. So they have and these. So, I'm on. I'm online, and they have a company called Online Expo. Whatever. I don't know. And it's like B. Uh, let me think. Mm, yeah, this is the B package. Fifty five hundred dollars a person. Bengals fans, hospitality, you get a ticket and a pregame experience. Open bar, elevated tailgate fair, live entertainment. That's pretty great. Yeah. They're all about $5,500. See, but I would want to, I wouldn't want to do it on my own. I would want to do it with. Yeah, so 10 grand if you go um, with your Aaron, special lady. Yeah, friend. yeah. Or yeah, me. Like, it really or goes me. Aaron or you. Or, you know, I if I could, like, 
if it, I would, I would absolutely spend that to be able to do that, like with my sisters and my mom. You know, and so for me, it's kind of uh, I as a once in a lifetime, you know, and they have a great quarterback and a good, you know, they they have some really good players. So this could be the first of, you know, they could be, I don't know, I don't want to jinx them because they could definitely be like this. I mean, Aaron Rodgers went to like two or something like that. So, you know, it's not, it's, it's just hard to get to. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tom Brady, he went to 10, but that's a, I mean, that's an anomaly. So uh, I, um, I, I just want to kind of like soak it all up. Let me put it that way. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm happy it for is, you, buddy. You didn't do you. anything thank to you. get them there, but I'm sure going to give you. No, the I, I did. You know, it just, <laughs> it just, it's just funny because I think everyone's in such shock. I know. Like, I think. Let me just let me let me kind of add this part here. I think one thing too that's so insane about this is this wasn't like a like in 2015 they were almost one of the top to bottom most talented rosters in the NFL. They were really, really good. Their quarterback was having an MVP type of a year. It was basically his peak year was that year. And then he got hurt towards towards the end, which is kind of like a big um, what if. But um, he had basically one year where he was phenomenal, and it was that year. Um, and I think this team was okay this year, but wasn't great. I mean, they're 10 and 7. That's almost 500. You know, so there's a, there is a little bit of... Um, I think under like a normal, it's kind of weird. They should have like a normal. Um, what was what was I going to say? Um, there would have been so. Anyways, let me just say like that. I think that's also kind of at play here too. Is they're just not. They didn't have this insanely dominant year. So that's I think also kind of playing into the shock. Yeah, and the, I mean, so. come on, like the playoff games. These have been. This has been an incredible. It's so much fun. Yeah, time for football. They're all I, close okay, I, and they're exciting and I oh. I would be I would be curious as someone who's kind of been anti the sports ball mm-hmm. at times yeah to say that like what why why like why would you say that I mean the games have like, been what's in, made them so I've been I've watched every football game every major the last like I don't know the mm-hmm. last like six seven eight games I we've watched mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we leave it on it's Noah's big thing so. uh you know, and Shannon's, everyone but mine. Uh, but I, see, this is the thing that. <laughs> All right, I'm Noah, go get your mama bud. <laughs> get her a bush. Um, no, so the, Chris Donato, who's a fan of the show, sent my wife uh, a a image today, a meme today. And it had a man staring at his wife. And his wife was literally holding a baby while changing a tire on the side of the road and the guy was just kind of standing there while she did all the work and it said he drinks white claws and his wife drinks bush <laughs> and i just thought that's funny yeah, and she's changing the tire with a baby strapped to her but um <laughs> no it, it, they've just been such awesome games they've been close games they've been nail biting from the third quarter onwards like you legitimately didn't know who was gonna win and i love it because each one of the games that you know you're watching the Packers, you know, all this stuff. I like, I, I like, like, I like Aaron Rodgers. I like, I love the Green Bay Packers as a, as a team. That's like my general root root, you know, they're my America's team. I don't like the Cowboys. The Packers are like my America's team, right? Mm-hmm. They're like mm-hmm. a default mm-hmm. that I'm always rooting for. Yeah. I think the the bulk of people, they have to choose between two teams that they don't really care for. And if one's the Packers, that, that that's not their team. 
they'll go for the pat. Yeah, 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 I would agree. So, anywho, it's just been fun watching it. And um, so here's the other thing. So we're doing Exodus ninety again, but we're doing a heavily modified one. It's just us and the mucks. And we're doing it as husbands and wives, right? And oh, that's cool. And we literally haven't met or anything. We just have a text message group where we mostly send stupid stuff. But the disciplines we've all taken very seriously. But also, you know, I took a lot of your your commentary to heart. And when we have feast days that we are celebrating, we celebrate them. And so every Sunday, it's like it doesn't matter. We can do whatever the hell we want on Sunday. Or I want my kids thinking that every Sunday is like a mini Easter and. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, something that, you know, I'm, I'm going to share a little bit about, but not too much, is we have had a whole bunch of health crises with our kids these last two weeks. And it coincides with a lot of the stuff that everyone already knows. I don't want to have to share a ton, but generalized anxiety, depression, you know, like all of this kind of matrix stuff. So... I, uh, I, we prepared the kids and we eased them into it. Like, Hey, when XS 90 comes, mommy and daddy, you're not going to do X, Y, and Z, but we're going to use it as an opportunity to kind of reset some defaults. And this is what I realized. So while we're losing babies, I don't want to always bring this up, but it's an important part of my life in 2021. While we, while we were losing babies, we were both going into depression and I've shared that. I'm fine with sharing that. But I don't think I realized how bad it was until, like, last week when you see the ripple effects in your kids. And now that me and Shannon, like, Shannon said the other day, like, I feel like the fog has lifted on my life for the first time in, like, nine months. And I do, too. Oh, that's good. Right. Like, that's and really you good. don't, so like, depression that gets gradual, like, you don't, like, you kid yourselves that you don't think that you're in it. Right. And, or not kid yourself, but you, you don't expect it. And then when you like kind of like take stock, you're like, holy crap, this is bad. You're like, well, it's not that bad because you kind of compare it to last week. But when you compare it to six months ago or eight months ago, it was that bad. And I kind of was self-medicating my way away from making comparisons like that. So here's just a couple things I saw and a couple things that we've been doing. All right, buckaroos, here we go. It's a new BetterHelp ad read. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around a mental health. There are a lot of people that think if you're in therapy, it means that there's something wrong with you, but that's wrong too. It means that you recognize that all humans have emotions. We can't avoid them, so we need to learn how to manage them. I love that part. We've been taught that that a mental health shouldn't be part of normal life, which is also wrong. We take care of our bodies with the gym, the doctor, and nutrition. We should be focusing on our minds just as much as we focus on on our body. So as a lot of you guys know, I went to therapy a couple, like probably started maybe two years ago. It was a fantastic experience. I find that it's just, uh, just get up, like helps you on the process. A lot of the junk that's, that's happened. And a lot of, and even like part of the good stuff too, what are some um, good things that are going on in your life? You need to recognize, or just, just having an outside voice walk with you as you process stuff is really very, very cool. And I want to, the great thing about better help is that it is a much more um, affordable than in-person um, therapy. And you can be matched with the therapist in under um, 48 hours. I want you to give better help a try and see why over Two million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is, is, is spotted by by BetterHelp and Catching Foxes. I'm a, and Catching Foxes listeners get ten percent off their first month at BetterHelp H E L P dot com slash foxes. Thank you to BetterHelp for once again sponsoring this episode of Catching Foxes.
so in lead up to Exodus 90, I want I didn't want it to be like a New Year's resolution. I wanted to be prepared before it happened, you know, like I'm getting rid of junk food and then I still have tons of junk food in my house. So we slowly began coming up with the reasons to eat this stuff, but we wouldn't replace it and do all this stuff. But I realized, number one, I need to move more. Number two, I need to um, eat better, but really it's like eat differently. I, I don't want to do – I'm not like fad dieting. I don't want that, but I just need to eat differently. And I'm not eating well. I'm not eating healthy. I'm just eating whatever. And then the third thing is um, I want to read more. But my brain, I was consuming audiobooks like a boss, but my brain can't deal with the reading. And here's what I found. When I got rid of YouTube every day, it took three days before I could sit down and read a book. Now I'm doing the read-along challenge with my kids. I am reading. My family has probably read more in the last week, as both as individuals and as a family, than we had in probably four months combined. Interesting. Interesting. I have, and I told Shannon, I said, we have an unlimited budget for books. Buy books for the kids, you have unlimited budget. Buy books for yourself, Kindle, Audible, uh, but more so physical copies. And we've been doing it, and my kids, like, they come downstairs, they grab, like, we'll buy a series of, like, five books. A kid will grab it, and he'll go upstairs, and they'll come down the next day, and he's like, yeah, I only got one book left out of the series. I'm like, these are 100-page books, Noah. These are pictureless books hmm. so now i started yeah. buying collector's books with full illustrations the hobbit with full illustrations oh that's cool awesome hardback all that stuff and then i found a book the wind in the willows i talked about it last time i was reading it to my boys from the kindle app and i went online and i'm just every time amazon says used and good quality i buy not collector's editions because some of those are just kind of scammy ripoffs but like the old prints so i'm trying to get an old print mm-hmm. of robin hood and his merry men and i'm re- with the illustrations that the author that came up with the most have you ever read like the original stuff well the the howard of robin hood right the howard Pyle book which came out in uh like 1918 or something like that he wrote mm-hmm. it and he illustrated it and it's it's the the book that all the other stories were spawned from uh, but yeah, i'm yeah, sure yeah. there are things that he was drawing on but he like made up fake old english and that's like what Hollywood uses when it does old English. Unless you're Kevin Costner, then you don't even try. I have a yeah, brother. Who cares? I have a brother. <laughs> <laughs> no blades, no bows, no blades, no bows. Which is funny because that scene in the movie, no blades, no bows. We just read that scene in the book. So I am on this kick, and here's the deal: my kids, my kids. So we've had issues. We've had medication changes and things. They have gone outside they have gone they have done more creative stuff they run more they play outside more they do they came up with a game where they play basketball because we got Noah a basketball goal they play basketball with rollerblades on <laughs> so it's like hockey you're always doing physical aim just to stay <laughs> their up. own version of basketball <laughs> uh, which by the way i remember that being a good movie was that a good movie uh, i don't i don't know I remember thoroughly enjoying it, but I could be terribly wrong. Sorry. Go on. So, anywho, I just, it's been good. And then, um, you know. Good. That's awesome. And finally, like, how I was, like, complaining last week about the overwhelming sense of overwhelm that I have. Mostly that hasn't gone away, but how I've mitigated it was I have local stuff, and I've been inviting Kateri along. 
So uh, she's on this really big saint kick, and so she's reading all these saint stories and stuff. So I had to give a talk on the morality of St. Augustine, and then tonight was the morality of St. Thomas Aquinas. And she came with me, and she is just like, she loved it. And she gets to see Daddy do his job, and she's a part of it. Like, she knew what was going on. I had her read to me... um, Survey Pink Care, Father Survey Pink Cares is the sources of Christian ethics while we're driving. She got like a page in in <laughs> 45 minutes. And then read I read my personal audiobook. Yeah. Read, girl. 1.6 speed. <laughs> faster, faster. <laughs> what is Aristotelianism? Uh, what do they teach these kids in school? <laughs> Who are you, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> but then I got a phone call today, Luke. I got a phone call. I was halfway to the church, going to be about 15 minutes early, maybe 10 minutes. And the lady called. She said, hey, I'm checking in. Where are you? And I said, I sh- passing the uh, blah, blah, blah exit. I'm on my way there. There's a little light traffic, but I should be there at 620, 621 at the latest. And then it was like 610, and she goes, well, it started at 6 o'clock. And I went, goo, what? It started at 6? I have it written down at 6.30. She goes, no, it started at 6 o'clock, and we're all waiting for you. So I, like, come running in. It it ended up being fine. I come bursting in. I was like, so St. Thomas Aquinas. And everyone starts laughing. But um, (laughs) it was great. I I, I know exactly how they would have gone. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was off to the races. So I did the talk, and I kept making fun of Katiri the whole time. It was fun. And uh, (laughs) she loved it. She loved it. No, no, no. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. She loves it when Daddy mentions her. So, oh no! That, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's good. Uh, and if you want to buy the Gormley some books, uh, patreon.com slash cf. <laughs> that is patreon.com slash cf. Or go to catchingfoxes.fm slash merch. That's catchingfoxes.fm slash merch. Lots of merch in there. Get, we have we have a link in the show note. There are T-shirts. There are hoodies. There are tote bags. Tote bag. Get your tote. Bang. There are inside jokes, so you can finally be a part of one. Um. <laughs> the OSV Challenge is back for 2022, brought to you by the OSV Institute for Catholic Innovation. I love this idea. The OSV Challenge is a multi-round entrepreneurial competition designed to accelerate unique project ideas in any stage from Catholics whose faith motivates them to make a difference. Seeking people with ideas ready to impact the church that deserve to be nurtured, cultivated, and taken to new heights. I love this. I think this is brilliant. We need to do venture capital in the kingdom right use Mm -hmm. modern tools in order to build up the church the osv challenge invests over one million dollars annually in these catholic innovators to make this happen new for 2022 osv institute has developed four new tracks for applications to the osv challenge for the purpose of expanding relevant content and uncovering how best to support the dynamic and different needs of each track five hundred thousand dollar prizes five of them five one hundred thousand dollar prizes five this year that's great at least one winner from each track that's awesome applications open january 31st so next week 2022 visit osvchallenge.com for full details and to apply by february 18th so january 31st it opens and it ends on february 18th uh and you can have uh recourse to the website for even more context if you need it it's all good baby they're great i love the people at osv they're all like this is a cool challenge wonderful wonderful things yeah Yeah, i had a chance of going on a visit them their uh site maybe three years ago now and i was so impressed i was so so impressed with what they're doing and like they are kind of a hidden giant of the church here in the states that's really coming back out to uh to the forefront so i'm really excited about what they're doing so this is great stuff and let's not forget that our friends uh anna and shannon over at eden invitation they were winners um which is i just love so uh 2020 osv challenge femme catholic 
um, also a winner, um, how to walk your friends through abortion. Like, they do tons of stuff to Minnesota women. There's so much cool stuff that is out there that deserves to be recognized. So thank you to uh, OSV, the OSV Challenge, for sponsoring this episode of Catching Foxes. Head over to osvchallenge.com for more details. When you have a lot of stuff going on, it's very easy to uh, just kind of, like, hang on Mm -hmm. and just to be like, God, my baseline sucks. (laughs) You know, and wanting to change your baseline. And that and it's super, like, I think one thing that I have to just, like, let go of, and I'd be curious to get your take on this, like, I... um, I'm finding a prayer life like super difficult mm. uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, I'm a lazy, I'm a sack of shit. So, so there's that. Um, two, I have a commute that's long. Oh, and gosh, it's yeah. it's a solid commute. It's not like how it was in the past, and it's it's definitely a little bit more intense highway. I'm driving for, but just, it's kind of highway of driving where you have to like pay attention to what you're doing. And it's and you it's know? distance. Like there, if there's no traffic or if there no, is traffic, yeah, no, it's you just, still got yeah, a long haul. Yeah. I can cut it down if I'm, if I'm going I'm 95 or 100, which I found myself doing. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's unsafe because in the rogue, it goes zoom, zoom. <laughs> so, uh, um, and I, um, my mom's going to kill me when she, when she hears that. Uh, it, uh, it, and it just, you know, it's like I come home and it's just like, go. And then it's I'm seven thirty, and it's like okay, I got to do the dishes, got to do this, got to do this, got to do this, got to do my, got to do some homework, perhaps, got to do like, and I'm like, okay, when, 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 am I gonna do this half hour prayer? Like when? And it's like okay, I can like wake up early, but I'm so tired, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and and I'm having some like health stuff which I need to kind of be not 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 anything bad, but just um, so calm down, mom and Emily and Christine, if you were listening, uh. Uh, where uh, like all my family just they th- they think they get all their updates from the podcast because they do, <laughs> uh, and it um, I what am I trying to say here? I'm just like how where where do I do this? Like it's it's, it's either like I wake up earlier and don't get in as much sleep as I need as a human being, which is like really detrimental for me in my like my day and just my overall my overall productivity you're a like, sleepy guy you need you I need, need to sleep like Luke, no but Luke. i just like I, I just like i do yeah. not function if i don't get like i'm seven hours we have a we have a priest friend who does the most stringent asceticisms but if he doesn't get eight hours he cannot function as a human being and it's it's just fun i mean some people desperately need sleep more than others and not because they're lazy it's their body needs that sleep. My, and I'm talking about Father Paul. I've never met a man who sleeps more soundly, more re- like it's like eight hours on the dot. At least it used to be. I, you know, I have, he's in the military now, but mm-hmm. um, that guy. And I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if and if and if I have to, like, I will. Like, obviously, especially when it, when Emily was first born, I don't even know how much sleep I got. But um, and I just I I find that I. Like so, I'm trying to f- build my life m- like prayer more like like around what I am doing, and it, it's kind of getting into this thing of like like what are like what's actually realistic as opposed to to idealistic. So like, are there something like I didn't watch any TV at all last fall? Like I really didn't. I didn't. I don't know what's popular right now. I don't know what like I I I didn't hardly watch any sports. I I'm like I'm so. And I guess I could cut back on school a bit, but I don't really feel like that's what God is calling me to. It's like my vocation right now. To, like you know, there's a 
like doors have opened. This is clearly what God wants me to be doing. You know, it's it's like on my heart. These these all these doors are opening. Like this is a good thing to be doing. So I'm like, so then, what does prayer look like right now? Like does and I I I'm not trying to like blame my lack of a prayer life on the ideals I feel like I'm being held to. I'm I'm just trying to be like, so what does it look like for someone in my state of life at this point in time? Do you live where what does you it actually live look like? Because it's closer to family or because it's closer to your wife's work? Uh, because it's close to Aaron's work. Okay. Do you like the area where you live or could you see yourself moving? Um, I, I, there's certain, so, you know, we, we've made some really good friends here. You know, I've, uh, like we hang out, oh, we hang out with the Hyders a bunch mm-hmm. with Kevin Hyder and his wife. That's been awesome. That's been really, we went to Hamilton. That was very, very cool. Nice. Uh, we're you know i and then and then there is my buddy on the there is my but like nick obviously him and his wife on megan are here so that's that's been absolutely 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 like phenomenal yeah, uh yeah. to be able to spend time with them so i but do i necessarily i like cincinnati more in terms of just stuff to do or just the overall aesthetic of the city You're a city boy. You're a city yeah boy. I, I just i like that a little bit more uh so i might be a little bit of like suburbia you know, just kind of being 20 minutes from, you know, being 10 to 15 minutes from everything, mm. you know, or like not not that far. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. just, it's a little bit uh, when I feel like so much of my life was just like, hey, you know, the Whole Foods is just a, a oh, mile well. and a half away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I could walk, you know, so, um, yeah. So I always ask this because so many people make decisions of home buying that end up like just destroying their existence because i mean it is it's a pretty strong statistic that the amount of people for every like minute over 12 minutes or every five minutes over 12 minutes your quality of life plummets and you know that's weird to kind of measure that that you know it's a little arbitrary i guess but the i definitely felt it when i lived an hour away from where i worked and i had to put into my head that the three worst traffic zones in the city of Houston, and for that case, in the state of Texas, I had to drive through in order to get to work at rush hour. So I had to not just psych myself up for an hour commute. I had to psych myself up for a three-hour commute because I was going to hit these spots. And I was not happy, and I was miserable. So I ended up leaving at 3.45 in the morning to get to work at 4.45 so it could justify leaving the office at, like, 2.30 or something like that. I think I remember when you were Yeah, doing yeah, yeah. It was seven, yeah. eight years ago. But that's when I lived in Sugar Land but worked in the Woodlands, and now I, which are on either end of, of Houston. And if you don't know that Houston's a very big city. Um, and so driving through all that stuff, I was just like, okay. So this was the deal that I made with my then boss. I said... I can't do this. You want me there. I want to be there. But more than anything, you want my work. Like, you want me doing the things that I do. So I will be there for every night that I have, like, classes in the evening. I will roll up at noon. I won't leave until the classes are done at 10. Like, you got me. But, hey, could I maybe work from home two days a week? And this was before church. I mean, like, think about that. Of all the institutions allowing remote workers, church work. Not really going to be high on that priority list. But I was able to do that. So I knew that I was not happy in my life at all with this current setup. It was awful. 
And so I began scaling, rearranging, doing everything I could. And now we moved, and I knew my time was limited down in Sugar Land, but we ended up moving to a place that was without traffic, 12 to 15 minutes. With traffic, it could be 35, 40. But um, the place that we chose was I need to be able to get home if at like a lunch break if I needed to, you know, to help with the kids or whatever. And that was our priority. The priority was not... Um, the priority was get as close to work as possible because otherwise you're going to be miserable. And I really, really, really do believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and it's something that's been on my mind. It's just that, um, it's funny when I brought up, I was like, man, I'm having a hard time with day. And I got a text from um, Kevin, like, I'm so glad that you're here that I felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> Screw Dayton. But so, so I, you know, I don't, um, I, uh, I think you're right. I, I really do, you know, and so I, for me, I, I've thought a lot about, like, just if I could even walk to work, how great would that be? <laughs> what like a game changer great... for post-stroke Luke to be able to be, <laughs> just to move yes, and be seriously. outside, even when it's cold. Well, and that's, yeah, like, well, I mean, I, like, in Denver, I, like, I had a period of time when my, when my, I didn't have a car, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to walk to the Kroger, it's like half a mile away, I'll just, and I really enjoyed it, I really enjoyed that walk. Like, I would walk back with groceries in my hand. Like a damned peasant. <laughs> I was, but I, like, it's funny. I look, there are times when I look back and I'm like, what the, what the, what the heck was I doing? Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, but it, it made so much sense. And I just, I had to do it. And then I just kind of liked it. Yeah. So I wasn't, in, I was in a hurry to get a car while I was there. I really wasn't. Yeah. Because I was able to get around pretty much through Uber, through friends, and <laughs> through, um, <laughs> Uh, just the light rail. Like I, I took the light rail to like where you know, like mm-hmm. I, no, so I where uh, we got married uh, was where like I worked for a bit, and I took the bus there, you know, and I like really liked yeah. it, and I and it was just it was so easy, it was so e- it was so easy, and it, I I think you're right there. I think there is um something to that where it, I don't know what what why what is it about a car and a community like that that can kind of kill you. Well, you know, once you hit traffic, your stress levels are through the roof. Even if you don't feel it, they're still through the roof. And it's funny, Joe mm-hmm. Rogan had uh, Jordan Peterson on this four-hour episode. But my only takeaway, besides this was Jordan Peterson at his most pagan, was uh, Joe Rogan made this comment about yelling at people in cars while driving. And he goes, and Jordan Peterson made some, like, side reference to that. And Joe Rogan goes, no, 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 man. Like, let's think about this. Like, the reason why you're doing that is because you're in an amped-up death box going 65 miles an hour. Like, everything's hyped up. And the reason why you would never yell F you at someone except when they cut you off. You're like, I'll kill you. You know, like, and I was like, see, honey? This is why daddy yells so much when I'm driving you to school, right? So, or church, actually. Um, and so, but that's, that's the, the thing. Is, the right? But just think about, like, you can't do anything. You're sitting. Like, you just revved up your morning, and now you're sitting for an hour, hour and 15. You did, there's, like, you can listen to fun music. You can listen to audiobooks and, and podcasts and stuff, but it doesn't replace interfacing with humans, walking around and crap. Yeah, you're in a brace. You're you're braced into your chair. I wonder if you're right. No, I'm always right. Eh, sometimes. <sighs> hmm. But so it works well for your wife. 
It does, yeah, yeah. And 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 I mean the appeal is that her job is very much like a um one of the appeals of us going there was they're very uh, commenting for like her being a mom. Mm. Very, very, you know, and, and it's uh, and it's and it's just it's a perfect um, situation for her and that's how we found our doctor and all the stuff that really was like um this is where the Lord wants us right now and I'm very much okay with that. But yeah, I, I do it's kind of funny because like the commute isn't like it's not bad. Right. I'm not like right. I'm not in pain, but I I do think it is somewhat of this an hour and a half of my day guaranteed is spent on my ass. Yeah. And if I want to move, I can't. Yeah. You're braced in, strapped down, clicked on. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Gosh, it's depressing. The Amish were right all along. The, I, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> what if like it's the right religion and the right way uh, yeah. to live? <laughs> the freaking Mennonites? Are you kidding? The guy with the beard? The guy with everyone's name Jedediah? Ah, Lord Jesus! They had I the didn't. weird freaky dicky um sex called back in the 1600s out out in the Netherlands. <laughs> Come on, we got tall hats. They got big hats, like with straw. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> They get angry if you put ice cream on their face. <laughs> like, like I didn't know this, but they don't. They they are not a non technology community. I thought they were. I thought it was just a blanket ban on anything older than sixteen fifty or anything newer than sixteen fifty. No, they like if there's a technology, they'll adopt it as long as it doesn't destroy the community life. As long as it doesn't destroy their life, they if it does, if they think in any way, shape, or form it will, they won't permit it in their community. So there are men in oh, yeah there are Mennonite communities that have they they use payphones, uh, and they have these like bank of payphones that are out near like you know uh, uh, some public like maybe maybe they have like a post office or something, so they're very public. So you're still with your community when you make these phone calls to other communities to your family members or whatever, right? So like they do, but they don't want you to have a phone in your house because then you could get completely cut off from the life of the community. Right, so that's how they measure literally everything. Is will this disrupt God's grace in our lives and our ability to be in each other's lives? You know, that's why they do that room spricta or whatever the hell they call it, where it's like, yeah. hey, you're super rich now because you spend your money on nothing, and we sell Amish furniture to all the rich people who actually want things <laughs> made of solid wood. So take your twenty grand or your eighty grand and go enjoy this year, and then. Decide if you want to come back to the community. And like 96% of these coked up, <laughs> sexed up fiends are like, yeah, no, I, I, I really, I don't need the world. I need this. Whoopsies. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Isn't it? It, it um, it's, yeah. They're all huh. super healthy. They're all working. They all are in the sun. Gosh. Like I started thinking now, about that. I'm like, just think about sunlight and how little I get it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it, man. I love being aware of this. The, the book um, by Dr. John Rady called Spark, um, I had the audio book, the, and then I got the Kindle thing, and I was like, I need to really think this through because he has a whole section on ADHD, and I didn't know that he was one of the original ADHD researchers. And he himself has ADHD. And then I bought the book ADHD 2.0, which they just updated in, like, 2020, 2021. And it's great. And Spark and the, the, the kind of the lessons that come from Spark are excellent. And, like, one of the things he does is they, he talks about this school, this middle school, where they have zero-hour PE. And if you sign up for it, it's before school starts. They hook up expensive heart rate monitors to these little kids and they make them go run a mile and do all this stuff. And he said, this is, what, this is what we're missing. He's like, these little kids, or these little kids, you know, middle schoolers, high schoolers, 
He's like, you see this girl? If, if this were a PE class a year ago, I would be screaming at these girls to pick it up. And he goes, but this girl is in 98% of her peak heart rate for the last hour or for the last like 20 minutes. And I know this because of these heart rate monitors. She's performing at pro athlete level for her tiny little, you know, chubby, unhealthy body. But she's performing at this elite level for her body. And he goes, and now all I can do is just be amazed at her resilience. And so, you know, they go through it and all the kids on the program, there's like one obese kid still. Some kid that, techn- you know, like the obesity rates have plummeted. There's like, it's something funny. It's like three kids in their um, middle school and, and freshman year high school are obese. Whereas the exact same school type of school across town, it's like 40% of their population, right? Is this John J. Ratty, MD? Yeah. Or yeah, Spark. Okay. He has right. Spark and then he has a follow-up book called Go Wild. And I just got the hardback. I bought a used copy of the hardback, and I'm like, this is awesome. And um, Should have bought a used copy of this book. Whoops. I always forget that part. I know. Me too. Um, New is nice. But um, I I wanted a hardback version because I – so the the follow-up book that I got, um, the ADHD 2.0, they have all these stories from people who launch Spark Initiatives. And I'd never even heard of this. And there's, like, school districts that do Spark Initiatives. And – uh, adult people who suffer from crippling anxiety disorders uh, like have these jump rope clubs where they just text each other like i'm going through the roof and it's like all right i'm gonna jump rope with you and they'll go and jump rope with each other or you know peloton cycling for people with anxiety or depression or whatever it's just cool and i started seeing like um so i was telling this to shannon whenever i have a regular work day uh i get in five to six thousand steps whenever i'm on my day off I get almost 20,000 steps because I go for, I take, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Night and day different. Night and day different. This is why I'm like pushing to get them to take half the furniture out of my office so I can get a standing desk and maybe a treadmill because like I'm just sitting and I, I have these meetings that are very important. Like I can't tell you, Luke, I had, I have four meetings last week where people are in tears talking to me, staff member, parishioner, you know, these people aren't like, I can't just be like, actually, my 20-minute alert went off. Can we stand up and stretch our legs for two minutes? <laughs> I'm trying to beat um, Luke in terms of my goals. We have some fun text back and forth. I, I just, I literally, right before we started recording, said to Luke, I challenged him on a five-day competition. So I need to walk. Um, <laughs> but my, like, so that, that's why I said, like, that comment about being in the car and not being in the sunlight and not being, you know, like, that matters for our health, especially in dark times, you know, winter and all that. Hmm. So um, this is actually a topic I've wanted to talk about for a while because I – okay, so full di- full disclosure, like work's been intense as it is. It's just how it is with uh, fundraising and doing doing um, different things. It's, it's a lot of stress, and I came home uh, – when was this? Let's say Friday, um, and it may have been Monday. I don't – I don't really remember, to be honest. And I was – I'm sitting down, and I was like – Oh my gosh, I'm just feeling so anxious. I started to like, and this is like like the, probably the second or the third time I have done this over the past um, month or so, where I've sat down to eat and I've just just felt anxious. So I've started to like walk around, like after we've kind of, I kind of like you know I'm like I'll I'll finish eating before everyone else and I'll get up I'll, and I'll just start to move a bit because I'm living with right by the dining room, so I can kind of do it and still be there. I'll, I'll talk to Aaron and whatnot and Everly, and I was like, my heart has got to be racing right now. So I checked it and it was like one ten. And I was like, oh, that feels really high. 
So I checked my blood pressure, and it was super high. And I was like, oh. How did, how did you check your blood pressure? I've got a little, because of uh, post-stroke, I'm more uh, at risk for high blood pressure, which then means if I have high blood pressure, I'm at a high risk for a stroke. And so I've just, I bought a machine to be able, because I'm, I'm on blood pressure, on meds and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have one of those things. Yep. Levongo. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, well, this is insanely high. Uh, I'll tell you what it was uh, um, later. And I was like, oh, God. So I actually called the doctor. Be like, hey, like, what do I need to go in? Like, is this actually, like, how bad is it? He goes, if it doesn't go down soon, mm. like, you should. Mm. So I did the Merlin Man thing where you, like, dip your face into, like, a thing of, like, ice cold uh, water. Remember hearing about no, that on Back to Work? I don't. Yeah, that didn't exactly work. And so then I just took a cold shower. And that really helped yeah. uh, bring it down a lot. But so I was like, okay, so I've got to manage this like i've got to, there's some other things i can do yeah. you know in terms of like overall like i'm life changing but this is because we, we did a great job of getting it under control now it's kind of gone out of control again and so and it happened again today and i was like oh my gosh uh, and I tell, like i'm tingling stuff in my head and kind of like a headache and i was and i was talking to a doctor about it before and i was like okay like so this is we gotta just kind of like watch what's 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 going on here and um I'm just like, man, um, like I have got to manage stress. I wanted to talk about this for a while on the podcast. It's like, how do you manage stress? Because it's something that for me, I feel like I, th- I think I sent a text message to our uh, WhatsApp group where I said, like, do you guys ever feel like stress is having a like a negative effect on your health? Like, can you is it starting to hurt your body? And everyone responded with, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I just said, fucking sucks. <laughs> like, and I was so like, this really sucks. Like, it really, really sucks. And like, how I don't know how to manage stress. And this is, what I think, what's one of the things I'm having a hard time with, where I just feel like I'm doing all this stuff. How do I manage the fact that, like, my body, I feel like, is kind of getting, like, just, like, just taking a beating? Guys, I am so freaking excited about this new sponsor for Catching on Foxes. I'm talking to you guys today about Executive Coach Solutions. They are a um, leadership consulting firm that brings creativity and strength-based training to the art of business management. ECS works with individuals to bring out their talents to enable them to be happier and more effective at work. I cannot emphasize that part enough. I had the chance to work with them back in 2018 and 2019. It was absolutely incredible. It made me so much better at my job. I have skill sets that I use to this day. When you invest in yourself, especially if you are like a priest or if you are at a parish, a lot of times as church workers, we always don't get that soft skill that we need in order to lead well. And this is what Executive Coach Solutions does. They provide you with those soft skills that you need to be a more effective leader. And I'm 100% happier at work than I was before I worked with them. I feel like I have the tools now to really talk with anyone that I work with about, about like anything. I have the, the ability to set goals, set priorities. Do things that, especially if you work in the church, people don't really provide you with any of the know-how on on how to do that. And they do such a great job of that. Any like even if you don't work for the church, this is actually primarily for people who work in a business setting. But it one hundred percent applies to people who work at the church as well. This is really an opportunity for like anyone who listens to our podcast who wants to get better at their career. I encourage you one hundred percent. You're going to get all the practical soft skills you wish you had you had learned when you work with them. So this is what I want you to do go to executivecoach.solution slash foxes and schedule a phone call talk about where you want your career to take you 
you're going to be better at your job. They're going to give you the tools in order to do that. I really encourage you just um, just to go to their site, schedule a call, talk about where you want your career to take you. That website, again, is foxes and schedule a phone call today to talk about where you want your career to take you. Because I'm eat, like, you know, out where I work, there's garbage. There's just hardly any healthy food options. It's all just fast food. Um, in the car for an hour and a half a day. I'm just, I have no time to exercise, I feel like. Um, I genuinely, I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm kind of like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. What do you think? Oh, what did your doctor say? Um, well, for one, the, the guy that, that I spoke with over the phone, uh, which is like, okay, so you definitely need to start to monitor. They want me to monitor, they want me to monitor it for a couple of weeks. And then um, if it's high to get to get back with them. So and it's and I, I'm, I'm in communication with them about it. And then um, I really just need to. Uh, and there was not like a lot of a lot of specifics, but I definitely we've already kind of cut back on salt. I think I need to cut back on salt in terms of of my lunch and i think i just need to move more i just need to exercise more and i'm a little bit concerned that like my job is just too far yeah like i really am you know and i'm not i'm not saying and i'm a little i'm nervous just to say it because people who listen that i work with you know i, I just hello assistant I person uh fellow co-worker yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey and uh, that's it <laughs> anyway we well, i've like donors who, who, who listen or you know people like and I love the school. I love what I'm what I'm doing. I'm certainly like no danger of leaving. But there is this element of like he's like, what do I? Uh, how do I do this? You know, because at Glen Mary, it was just far enough to where I didn't feel like it was that bad, but it probably was in hindsight. So this could be now almost you know uh, three years of this because at the diocese I had a twelve minute commute, but then again I was like traveling all of the place as well. Yeah, and I don't know how that impacts it or not. Like when you're like driving, you know, like so. I don't know. For me, my impetus was I was listening to this guy, you know, and they were talking about the comorbidities of COVID and people with severe COVID and stuff. And um, one of the comments that he said was, you know, being overweight is one of the most important comorbidities that could really take you out because. Often overweight, it's not just being, it's not just having excess body fat, it is a part of a lifestyle. It's kind of like, you know, we always joke about, you know, at midnight, you're not really choosing healthy options, right? <laughs> you're sitting, you're watching TV, you're drinking beer, you're eating junk. Like, you're not going to be like, well, I'm going to have a salad here. I'm going to get some kale, right? So, yeah, yeah. One of those, for me, one of those things, like, I kept coming back to was, um, all right, well, what what does health look like for me? I don't want to be a weirdo. I'm sick and tired of, like, fad stuff. I, I just need to understand my body, understand, like, when I'm at, like, good energy, what did I do around this to kind of keep this? And then the other thing that I, I thought or that I heard with the COVID thing, they said, you know, if being overweight because you live a sedentary lifestyle and, and the other things that kind of go with it is if you're scared that COVID is going to negatively affect you, then – you know, a properly motivated person could lose a substantial amount of weight in a month, in two months, that might remove them from that danger zone. But doing it, you know, 30 pounds, 40 pounds in two months, he's like, that's a lot of weight. And But if you do it well, you can get rid of it. But you're also doing the other things that make COVID less scary, such as 
you know, you're doing aerobic exercises that give you a stronger lung system than, you know, like respiratory system. And There's like no way you could lose 40 pounds in two months and not be healthy. No, he said in six months. He said in six months. 30 oh, okay, pounds in okay, six okay. months. Okay. 30 pounds. I mean, still a lot. It's still a no, lot. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. But, and, and yeah, you know, you're right. You lose, I, I was just totally spaced. There's a big difference between, like, a healthy pound that's been lost and, like, fat diets where you drop. Yeah. It, Goodbye, that, that water weight up. and bone well, density. No, like, wait, wait, we're gonna, like, that can screw up your liver right. really, or I, I believe. I, we're, okay, real quick. We are not health experts. So I'm going to be very yes. clear about this. Uh, I, uh, uh, please don't decide to take us to... Pull your stuff off of Spotify because you don't like what what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just trying right. to talk to this, right? And so my thing, my thing was just like, okay, I just what he was saying was like, you need to make this a priority. Like, you can't not make this a priority. You can't just keep saying, "Well, I feel terrible all the time, therefore I'm just going to keep feeling terrible." Because for me, yeah. unlike I, I don't know anyone else's story, but for me, feeling terrible all the time was an excuse to keep self medicating. Right, that's that cycle with depression. So the funny thing was, I read that book that we had talked about, where we talked about a little bit of the standing desk of like just getting your your neat, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, getting that up. And so that's when I started the walking, and the walking's become running, and I'm back doing it. It took me three weeks, but now I'm back doing the the couch to five k, and I have no shin splint pain this time. I've been doing all the exercises that the physical therapist recommended. I have that one of those weirdo massager gun things. And it has helped a ton. It has helped a ton. And now I have the, so I went and got my blood pressure done. And the lady said, if your blood pressure doesn't drop, I have to take you to the ER. Oh, jeez. Because I had an ear thing. And they do the whole, you know, weight, blood pressure. Yeah. And uh, it was like at a ready clinic, you know, at a CVS. And I just had, I was having some inner ear problem. I just wanted them to look at it. I'm like, why do you want a battery of tests? And then when she took it, she's like, no, this is sky high. So I went and I found out that through my health care provider, and I would encourage people to do this, no one ever freaking tells us. Our archdiocese doesn't say a damn word, but I go through their HR everything, and I find out that part of our benefits is this Lavongo blood pressure monitor. And it's free. It costs $500 if you want to buy it yourself, or 300 whatever it was, but it's free on our health care plan. So I set it all up. And then anxiety takes over, and I wait till the very last day, and then I fire it up. And I'm like, oh, look, I've been walking for four weeks now regularly. And by walking, I mean like six to eight miles a day spread throughout the day. So I'm not, like, exhausted. I'm not killing myself. But You're just, I'm moving more. I'm moving more. And that's the biggest thing is, like, I didn't even realize I wasn't doing this. And then I started doing this, and now I'm like, well, now I'm awake. Now I'm not falling asleep on my way home at the end of the day behind the wheel, like nodding off. Oh, better roll down the windows. It's cold outside. I guess stay awake. Like I'm not. That stuff isn't happening anymore. And I'm like, son of a gun, I've been doing this to myself, letting this be done. You know, whatever, whatever thing you want to say. But I just, it's it's that basal thing, that that baseline. So that's like with food with taking the athletic greens. Like, I really do. I was told Shannon, I said, yeah. athletic greens has replaced coffee. I'm obsessed with athletic. I, like, I, this is, I was actually going to bring that up. Like, one of the things I like about it is uh, when I take it, I feel like there's this weird thing that happens. When, like, I run, I tend to want to eat healthier because I just feel better yeah. because yeah. I'm running and I want to, like, treat my body well because I'm running. So it's like this thing is now improving other parts of my life because you want this thing to go well. And it's kind of like if you you're running and you're getting all of the endorphins from that like 
a, ch- a fatty cheeseburger and fries with a milkshake doesn't really sound yeah. too appealing yeah. as like an everyday lunch. Yeah. You know, every now and again, sure. But like just it just feels gross. Um, and I feel like Athletic Greens kind of like puts me in that spot just automatically. Yeah. Not, 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 you, know, you know, like just from the like um, just from all the vitamins and shit that you're getting. It's, it's, it's one of these where I like I kind of enjoy it. Like even I'm like it's just I just feel so good. Yeah. And the thing yeah. that I sorry, love, I no, the thing that I love is my wife is doing the exact same thing I'm doing. And, you know, we, uh, in marriage, you might have, like, you could, you could just imagine how exhausting it must be. To quote a priest who was talking to Matt Frad, how exhausting must it be to be married to Gomer? Okay, he was referencing <laughs> the biblical <laughs> prostitute, but it equally applies to my wife. Um and I was telling, like, I mean, right, you can imagine this, right? Fire. Okay, Shannon, we have to get fire, and we have to get all of our, you know, stuff we got to do it this week. And then reading a book on the importance of reading to your kids. Shannon, we got to get all the kids. You know, like, reading about them, the dangers of social media. Shannon, how dare you with your, you know, like, that's me. You can Im- Detailing your car. <laughs> Shannon, clean your car. Shannon, you better clean. No, let me clean your car. Okay. That, that's I just spent seven hundred dollars on Clash of Clans. What? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I love you. This is never coming back. Uh, this money is gone. Oh, hashtag. This is two thousand and fourteen. We don't have a platform yet, so no one knows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hashtag worth it. Um, <laughs> no. So it must be exhausting for her to be married to a guy who, in the back of his mind, is thinking, "Well, you know what you should do." You know, like that is me so many times, even though I'm a, I'm a horrible person, but. The other day, I said, you know what, Shannon? I'm just going to say it. Just go for a walk. I will keep all the I'll do whatever. To, I'll keep all the kids. Just go for a walk. Put your earpo- earbuds in and listen to that chapter on Spark for our daughter because our daughter was a, a crying wreck. And I said, just listen to it and listen to what he talks about with physical fitness. She listened to it. She listened to the next one, the next one, the next one. She listened to all the chapters. She came back and she's like, I feel great. I should have done that last week. Well, now she hasn't stopped. So Shannon wakes up early. She does her prayer thing. I do my prayer thing. And I take we walk and get our steps in in the morning inside of our house. We, got, we can't leave because we got the little kids. So we do it in the house. And we do it at different times. And we do look like idiots. We're walking around in our family room, kitchen, and dining room. It's dumb. But I would rather, number one, do that than be frozen cold. But number two, <laughs> actually, it's been raining, really. But, uh, but number two, I... I like the fact that my son Noah is sitting on a couch and I'm we're talking and he's like semi dazed because he just woke up, but we're having full blown conversations and I'm still getting my dang steps in. Then my boys join me, and so they play Xbox. Then they take a forty minute break and we walk two and a half miles or two miles, and it, it's a game to them. They don't they see it as like I'm being funny with daddy. Then one of them races. Then now they have to race. Yeah, and, yeah. you know. But I'm like, otherwise, if this, six months ago. I would have given them that TV. I would have said, have fun. I would have walked into my office, which is right next to that room, and I would have watched YouTube or, you know, I would have been in my own little hellhole. And they would have been in their little fun zone playing Xbox, and we wouldn't have talked until my wife came home. Maybe not that dramatic. That's a little bit dramatic. But now we're, like, being goofy, and they still got to play Xbox. They still got to play iPad because the girls were gone, and we always play Halo. If Father David's here, it's awesome. But, uh... It was just this simple thing. And then for 40 minutes, they walked two miles in between playing games, and they and it was silly, and it was fun. So with you as stress, can, let me just say this. I would, if I were you, you stress, and when do you get your prayer life in? Number one, you know this. Praying, you can, or driving, you can pray, whatever. 
I hate doing that because my brain is in 50 different places, not on the road. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not good with that. So I have friends who pray, they put the rosary on. I just bought the halo app or the Halo app. I paid money for it. I bet the 56 bucks for the year subscription. It's good. It's good stuff that, I mean, man, $40 million worth of seed money really goes a long way. It is good. None of their artwork has faces, which kind of it's, confuses me why everyone loves faceless religious art, but everyone does. So uh, that's the thing right now. But um, I'm listening to it. Um, my kids are praying morning prayer. It's the full morning prayer with a very soft and intentional voice for night prayer. My name's Alex, and we're going to pray. You know, and it, it chills them out. Yeah. You know, it's I'm scared of it. I'm scared of Halo Halo app because I don't want a robot praying for me. But if it's that or nothing, I'll take that. That's that's a good point, and I think that's a thing that I really struggle with too. Is like it's like either, either I have like it's like either I'm getting my like half hour in and is is solid in in credible thing. Or it's like I haven't prayed in three months. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just, there's just no. I'm just, it's, yeah. And I, um, one thing too that I've, I've been thinking about why I want to bring all this up is that like I, there's a quote one of my accounting professors, a quote, um, there's a thing that one of my accounting professors at Notre Dame talked about that really, really hit me. He, he was, um, he was one of the older ones. I mean, they were both kind of old, but the guy was like very old and, uh, he, uh, I, I loved him. And he was saying, he was talking with Father Hesburgh one time, the guy who like made, I'm a Notre Dame, I don't know what it is. Do you know that he tried to get a Ratzinger there back in the sixties? Yeah, how crazy is that? So, anyways, uh, um, uh, thank you to Ryan for like giving me a screenshot of of, a, of the book he was he was um, reading. That was kind of insane. So, anyways, uh, anyways, uh, Hesburgh told this uh, told this like on the teacher like it's our job to get them like spiritually in a place where they can impact the world in a way for God. Yeah, you know, it's your job to make sure that they're good at what they do so they can have an opportunity to go and do those things. Mm. And that, like, for, for whatever reason, that was just like clicked in my brain. Yeah, where I was like, "Oh yeah," like I think I was kind of comparing it to when I had the chat, the chat with Father Um Dan Dorsey at Glenmary. He was like, "Like we are still scandalized by like Jesus' like, humanity and by the you know incarnation." And he was really encouraging me when I was having just a tough time with some stuff. So he's like, "Like he was like, oh, Jesus is in." The, like where the human stuff is is where Christ is, and I think for this stuff sometimes I, I for myself I can over spiritualize stuff to a point where it's like, Luke, if you just like maybe like take care of your stress, take care of your health a little bit, you might be in a better place to where you can pray a little, little bit more, or be in a better um, better um, disposition to to pray. I'm not saying that that's more important than that, or I should do that before I pray, but um. I just I've thought a lot about just like what am I actually because as I'm preparing myself for like you know all this grad school work I really want to do a good job at I really want to be able to make an impact but I'm like it's it's giving me these like I'm not gonna like like if it's God's will for me to run a nonprofit he's not gonna be like poof and now you know accounting <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know what I mean yeah. and like if I don't manage the stress well. I'm not going to be a good leader and I'm not going to bring others to like to the Lord as well as I could, you know? And it's so there, if like how arrogant am I to think that like, I'm more, I'm more superhuman than like Christ the Lord. Yeah. 
you know, who needed to pull away, who needed to, you know, and so that's why I'm constantly like, I've wanted to talk about this for a while. It's like, how do you handle stress? Because I think it's super, like things like that are just super, like I'm at a point now, like I, I, th- I think like, I think one thing that's happening too is I do think you and I are at the age now where like our bodies are starting to slowly catch up with us. When I was 20, I could get up, I could get like, you know, I could have a couple nights where I had like two to three hours of, of sleep or I could drink and then sleep for four hours and then work. Like, I mean, I probably couldn't actually do that, but you know, like <laughs> in my mind, I could, I can't do that. anymore. <laughs> when you, when you drink even moderately, you pay for it now. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, I wake no, up and I mean, I'm like, do I have celiac or something? What the hell is, I had one beer last night and my ankle doesn't work anymore. It's the weirdest. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a crazy thing I was learning about, uh, BDNF, BDNF brain derived neurotropic factor, whatever. Uh, BDNF is this magical sauce that they're discovering is at the root of a lot of things like depression, anxiety, whatever. And part of it is, so it exists in the hippocampus, your hippocampus, you, I didn't know this until fairly recently, but it is not. I didn't know that until a random podcast a, told me, and now I'm like, this is the truth. Yeah. No, 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 no. Until I read the, <laughs> the books by this doctor. But he was talking about. Uh, Just as good. I didn't, I didn't know. It's a book by a doctor. That's fine. <laughs> no, I didn't know that neurons, that you could grow new neurons. I, I was always told, like, really? you lose your brain cells, you, you lose them forever. Yeah, no, your body, yeah. your body produces it. Um, and so the, he was telling the story. I, lo- I love it when people attach narratives to scientific discoveries. It's like they tell the story of the discovery to get you to understand the science better. But he was talking about Prozac and other um, drugs and why they work as serotonin uptake inhibitors, right? So instead of he- your body taking up the serotonin uh, away from the brain, no, these risks... Um, these things block it so they don't get taken up. So it remains in this area longer. And they found, oh, look, it's it's helping with depression. And then it didn't work on other people. So then they go and they develop more, di- you know, different things. And then you have dopamine, you know, things and all these different things that they're trying to do. And they realize right now that uh, BDNF is one of the main chemicals that helps to produce new neurons and helps neurons grow new um Areas where they attach and branches and all that stuff. It's just a fascinating thing. And this is what he was talking about. He said, if you take your hippocampus, of the hippocampus of a depressed person, the hippocampus is where your mood and emotions are regulated. If you were to do an autopsy on people with depression, chronic depression, their hippocampus will be really small. Because what happens is your neurons will die off. And there won't be enough BDNF present in order to foster the growth of new hormones. So you have this so that it shrinks. And so what happens? Well, dopamine, the effect, dopamine is the motivation chemical. It's not the reward chemical. That's what doctors used to think. You get a dopamine hit when you do something. No, you get a dopamine hit when you're motivated to do something. Right. And so for a lot of people who have low dopamine, it's it, that's why they can't feel like they can't even put their gym shoes on or whatever to go so he's talking about all this stuff and of course you know physical health aerobic health within 80 percent of your peak heart rate that's what causes the most neurotrop you know bdnf to get produced but then he said here's an interesting thing take a neuron cell and put it in a petri dish and we took cortisol which is the stress hormone and we squirt it onto the 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 cluster of neurons he goes you know what happens they immediately begin to shrink and they shrivel up and eventually they'll die really quickly and he said when you are spiking cortisol 
and sustaining it at that spiked level, you are shrinking your hippocampus. You are killing neurons and you're preventing BDNF from doing all of the wonderful triggering effects that it does in your body. And he said, and so I started thinking, wow, imagine if you have generalized anxiety disorder where you live at like an, an eight, a seven, a nine, and that's your normal yeah. day. Oh, so your gosh. cortisol levels are sky high, your epinephrine levels, your adrenaline is sky high. And, hmm. and so you're constantly doing things. And then throw in the fact that you have ADHD or depression. So now it's so hard for you to even control your mood that your mood disorder is, or your generalized anxiety disorder is killing your ability to regulate your mood. And he said, but you know, the beautiful thing with all of it is if you go work out, cardio, even resistance training, whatever, it'll kill the stress. It'll lower cortisol levels. It'll decrease. It'll burn up. It'll use your epinephrine, and it'll release BDNF. And I'm like, this is, like, he's like, so this is why you don't even have to get a runner's high. This is just why people generally start feeling better when they start getting exercise that doesn't hurt, that doesn't hurt, right? And so I'm like, you know what? I'm done being that guy who doesn't exercise for a long time and then over-exercises and then his body hurts forever. You know, like when you pull all the muscle and yeah. you strain yeah, all yeah, the muscles yeah. and then you're like, well, screw this. Remember when I like, I like, like, pulled a muscle like my like abs because i was i was like i'll do like a ton of crunches and yeah. i was like oh god yeah no i remember that and yeah. one time i was yeah. staying at an amdg house off campus and father paul came to visit he goes gormley let's go to the gym mm. and of course he, you know he's a specimen and i'm like oh gosh i've got pecs <laughs> so we go and i do everything that he does but he's in shape and i'm not literally for a week and a half i had so much muscle pain i couldn't reach all of my food in the cabinet, right? Because, you know, where there's like five guys living in one house, so all the cabinets, you each had your own cabinet. And I would put my hand like a T-Rex arm and try to grab the knob on the kitchen cabinet. I couldn't reach it. So I just stole from everyone who had food on the lower cabinets. <laughs> College. But it was, scre- oh, I was in screaming pain. It would take me like 10 extra minutes just to walk the 40 feet to go to class because I hurt to stand, to walk, and to sit. It was the worst. So handling stress is super. Oh my man, I just keep thinking. Now every time I'm stressed, I'm gonna think about a like a, like a um, neuron cell just dying. Yeah, um, well, shriveling first. So think of the shrivel. Shrivel, think of the yeah. shrivel. Like it's other like things. One of those things in the, your body. Like as one you get of those. Older. Uh, <laughs> what do the mermaids turn into who go to Ursula yes. in the Little Mermaid? They're like, well, we used to be people. We were beautiful. Yeah. Now we're uh, weird sperm looking things. <laughs> yeah. Um. so like how do you for you what how do you handle like what's the best way for you to handle stress okay so honestly this is what this is what i've been doing uh 20 minutes of of brisk like heart getting up there walking after every meal reducing overall caffeine load because i know that's That's not tough because i I love coffee no i do too i am now a lover of coffee uh, I can now discernibly taste the plasticiness of my Keurig. So we now have nice coffee. We're done with the Keurig. But you reduce that. I redu- So overall caffeine take, I reduce. Pleasant walks and trying to get where there's nature. So I have one road that has overgrowth of trees on either side of the walkway and th- at work. And so for lunchtime, that's where I walk. Um. The other thing is uh, I go to bed 
at like 9 30 10 o'clock i'm i'm almost never because of exodus 90 i'm almost never up late and my kids go to bed after we do now and i'm like this is oh wow this is weird but i mean they're they're in bed but they don't fall asleep so i'm like you know what i trust you guys don't burn anything don't leave your rooms except to go to the bathroom but also don't wake me up if you do you know if you do burn something down it's fine just let it be it's fine <laughs> but we wake up in the morning and we both pray and i have to tell you for me say i i, I have a perennial one decade of the rosary that i i have a very specific intention for and then do morning prayer and then i, I walk and do the rosary if i need to but then i'm doing my walking after i do my morning prayer morning recollection kind of stuff so from that day forth i feel fine if i can pray a lot great if i can't pray a lot whatever i'm gonna pray when i go to bed and I'll wrap it up with, uh, you know, my examine and all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I live 50, 20 minutes from work, man. So at, at worst, it's a 45-minute round trip. It's a, it's a big deal. Yeah, it really is. It makes a big difference. So imagine if you could talk with your boss and say, hey, give me, give me one day a week where I can work from home. Right? That, and you do that on a Wednesday? It'll reshape your whole week. You, Monday, Tuesday sucks. Wednesday, awesome. I'm home. I'm going for walks. I'm playing with Everly. I'm making phone calls. Hmm. Lifestyle, you know, if, you, if you're so good they can't ignore, then you can start making demands on them. And this is the thing I want employees to do. I want them to tell their employer, my life isn't working well this way. I need, don't have to give me more money. Give me more flexibility with my calendar. Let me come in an hour later so I can spend more time with my kid before they go to daycare. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, how mm-hmm. many of us, how mm-hmm. many of us eat lunch at our desks doing work? Uh, and, and you go to Europe, what are they doing? They're they're taking walks. They're hanging out in Disneyland looking castles. <laughs> I just imagine that's love that's all they do. Yeah. But what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? We like, well, if I sit here and read my email during lunch. Not only will I get my pastrami inside my keyboard, but I can get six extra emails. Well, done. here's the thing, too. Like, half the time, like, we're looking at emails, then it's like you're on Facebook for a bit. You're reading up something else. You're trying, you know, like, you get, it's just the wheel of, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, because you can't actually do work sustained at a high rate for eight hours a day. That's impossible. It's humanly yeah. impossible. Uh, yeah. Not for me. Yeah, it's humanly impossible. Your brain is taking 100 breaks. And that's why it's taking you eight hours to do four hours of work. I'm I'm having a conversation with someone very real in my life right now in my head. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Oh, you can work for 12 hours. None of the other mortals can, but you can work for 12 hours yeah. straight. No, you can't. You can't. I, I was telling, like, I have to have a policy where, like, you go away on a retreat weekend. You have Monday off because I know what you're going to do. You're going to come back and you're going to check your retreat emails. And I'm like, no, done, off, 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 off. Sorry, you don't have a decision, or you lose that day. <laughs> you, you know, I just thought of um, fly, 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 fly. This is good. I, was, I think there's one more thing I was going to say, but I forget. Mm. So there's another good book I, I just got from the library. Um, I've read probably about these books are good because you only need the chapter, right? You don't need to read the whole thing. Like, read the intro, the outro, and then the chapter that you want. But Exercises Medicine by Oxford University Press. Exercises Medicine is a global uh, health initiative, and it's really great. And um, 
Spark draws from the organization, but their book actually came out 12 years after Spark, and now it's referencing, you know, now, now it's this interesting total separate bodies of literature that they're using, and, and they're all reinforcing each other. So, Well, I bought Spark, so. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Also, I would encourage people who struggle with mental health stuff. Um, this is going to be weird, but no unlikely saints, a mental health pilgrimage with sacred company. They are doing this. Um, they are doing this uh, Lenten journey. It was originally a Lenten journey. I don't know if it's a Lenten journey. No, it's not a Lenten thing. They have no unlikely saints which is a Lenten thing, but this is a new devotional on the saints and mental health. And our good friend, Sarah Alexander, um, is their mental health consultant. So I just, just listen to this. Come and journey with St. Benedict uh, Labre through scrupulosity, venerable Rutilio Grande through anxiety, Rutilio Grande through anxiety, uh, St. James Francis de Chantal through depression, St. Elizabeth, um, excuse me, St. Edith Stein through suicidal ideation, St. Mark T. Tianji, Tian Zhang through addiction and saying, oh, the addiction guy. Oh, have you heard that guy's story? Pope Francis canonized him. That is a horrific story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Ugh, it's heartbreaking. St. Alfonso, Mudathu, Padathu. It's heartbreaking. Through PTSD. Their lives make clear that they are not unlikely saints. There are no unlikely saints. All of us are called by God, and all of us can answer. So I bought six copies um, for my the women of our parish. It's written more for women, but um, it doesn't say through women, but it's all stylized kind of for that. Um, bricks, BrickHouseInTheCity.com, and I have the link in the show notes. So, um, yeah, man, I'm just a big believer in what what darkness I encountered um, though temporary, I I want to help people who are in it. And I have met, here's a crazy thing, is I've met probably six parishioners who feel so lost, and they're like, this really helped. So it's good. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Like, it, it's funny, like, my, my ministry hits themes. And, like, when I start talking about atonement, I'll, like, parishioners will come in who will be like, you know, I really am struggling. I, I want to be Reformed Baptist. Why is that? Well, I really like their theory of atonement. And I'm like, well, damn, it's funny you should say that. You know, like, I have literally spent hours studying this every day for a month for a podcast. And now I'm done. Um, but it's, it happens like that all the time. And so this is the theme. And the theme is depression and anxiety. And I think it's COVID-related and stuff. But yikes, man. All right, Luke. This was fun-ish. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I got real tired towards the end there. It's almost. Bye, everyone. Thank you to all of us, Mom. Just get the girl. Yeah.